Afternoon everybody, this is Early Bird Smith here. I'm back and I'm black. Yeah? And um I wanna look at something that um I think my personally I think is very important, you know? And maybe you might find it important as well, you know? But um I feel I feel that God deserves better, you know? Considering what God has done for us and he has brought us through this pandemic, you know, God's grace and his mercy has brought us through, you know, we, words cannot give God sufficient praise or thanks for what he has done for us. He has kept us alive. We are still here. We are still breathing, you know, and I just feel that God deserves better. Especially when it comes to praise and worship, you know. I would I would say right now, and maybe you'll disagree, maybe you won't. But the way I see it right now, the way some of us worshiping God, it's like you got to press people, you got to beg people to worship the Lord. You know, if God has done anything for decent for you, then you don't need to be pressed into saying Amen, thank you, Jesus, whatever it is. God deserves better praise and worship from his people because trust me I work in the football world and the way I see the fans carrying on you got stranger hugging up stranger a kiss up one another you know a slap one another on the back them up give up thanks and praises them are sing praises at one point I was at a gig that was a game between um Luton and Everton and I was surrounded by the fans because I was cooking at the time and the atmosphere was electric you know the, the, the atmosphere was almost spiritual you know because the people were jumping up and down and they were singing their praises you know there was a well known song they were singing and they were all in one accord in one place and to tell you the truth, right? I actually found myself joining in the singing and the worship as well. Because it was so intense. It was tight. Everybody had won him. And that was to praise and worship the gods of football. You know? And at one point, I, I had to stand back, you know, and look and think to myself. You know what? If Christians did this for God, then God... And the church would be a better place right now. From what I see in church post-pandemic, there is a way in which God is being praised and worshipped in a very lazy way. You know, that still allows sin to get in and do its thing with the worshipping congregation. The worship and praise that we give to God, it, it, it is not tight enough. It's not tight enough. When musicians get it right, when they're on point, they say it's tight. They call it tight. T-I-G-H-T. The worshiping of a lot of our churches today after the post-pandemic, it's not tight enough. We are not praising God like we should be. We're not praising God as if we mean it. You know? If we really... <coughs> 
if we really and truly want the physical and the up close and personal spirit of the living God to manifest himself in our Sunday morning services for any more than one to two minutes at a time or according to the services at written man-made agenda then we all need to do better and get rid of some of the foolishness and the rubbish that we yeah I said rubbish that we call praise and worship because it is ruining the church from the inside. I know some of you can't take it. And if you can't take it, then switch off and go and watch daytime TV or whatever it is. Catch up with five news. But what I'm saying here is that the way we worship God is not good enough. And it never will be until we let the Holy Spirit take charge of the situation. Before <clears throat> before the end times get any further, you know, we need to start preaching and teaching the convicting and, and accountable word of God as it should be preached and taught to God's people without diluting it with seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, and speaking lies in hypocrisy. From such things we should be turning away from, but we seem to be embracing it more and more. If you are going to preach and teach the word of God from the public pulpit, then do it in season and not a season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In this day and age, especially in this day and age here right now, we cannot afford to listen to foolish talk or religious gossip. If this sermon does not leave you personally convicted or accountable for your own sins, then something is clearly wrong with what is being preached and with what is being taught. If the personal character of the Holy Spirit is not the main focus of the sermon being preached or taught from the start, then you might as well get up and go home or your yard. God's word is crucial in these trying times. And if it does not have any visible effects on you or anybody else for that matter, then find yourself another church to worship God in, just as long as the Holy Spirit is involved. To be honest, we need to turn ourselves away from the religious conformity that is quickly ruining the church. You know? I ain't even started yet. Bear with me, yeah? We need to stop and put away some of these boringly repetitive makes no sense dishwater praise and worship songs that in effect only invoke and summon up from hell the demonic unclean spirits of a form of feel-good fake hallelujah godliness which is constantly denying god's people the real chance of any beneficial holy ghost power from such things turn away 
second timothy three to five revised version of course yeah sometimes you have to step back during the service and ask yourself who the hell am i praising and worshiping here is it god or the devil who am i giving my praise and worship to is it god or satan who is deserving of the praise and worship that I am doing here now? You know, running all over the place, speaking in some foreign tongue, you know, or whatever I'm doing. Who deserves the praise? God or the devil? The answer you get will determine whether this service involves the Holy Spirit or an unholy spirit. You know, the next time you're in a church service, have a good look. I think to yourself, is it you I'm worshipping, Lord? Just ask that question. Truthfully, although now a lot of you will be quick to disagree, sometimes the old time songs are the old and rejected choruses that we don't want to sing no no longer because we're too embarrassed are the best ones for impressing on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let me <clears throat> let me put it this way, right? It might sound strange. I'm in a church service, right? And you worship the singing a, a whole set of songs that they're alright, but in order to get some momentum out of these songs, you have to sing them over and over again. There are only three or four lines, but you have to sing them over and over again. And while the worship leaders are doing this, they're also pushing the people to sing the songs over and over again. You're trying to invoke some kind of spirit. You're trying to invoke some things from, from heaven or hell or whatever to come and help you, you know, to manifest themselves. And that's all it was. It was just going through the routines of the songs and then another guy comes up another sick singer comes forward and he doesn't touch none of these some, none of these weak thanky thanky praise and worship songs he goes you know where he goes he goes for the whole time jamaican things the whole time stuff that people don't remember you can't even put them on screen because we don't have these songs written down and he starts to sing these songs over and over again. And you know, God, God moved. The Spirit of the Lord moved into that service. You know, all because we brought in some whole praise and worship. And the, this kind of praise and worship, you have to move. You have to respond to the songs. And I ain't gonna lie to you. The old songs are the best because they bring to life the Holy Spirit. You know, when the man starts singing these songs, you know, when he starts to sing the old time songs, then you know, the songs that you they used to sing way back, but they don't sing them anymore now because they got too much of a reggae feel or too much of a scar feel. You know, people don't want to touch them, bond them, bond them, bond them with the Holy Ghost. When he starts singing that, the people get up and move, man. I tell you something, you see, the people move, the Holy Spirit move, and we had service. The sad thing was that it only lasted for, for 10 minutes. And then after that, 
congregation and those in charge, we all just went back to be same or lazy ways. You know? We need to do better, church. As God's people who are supposed to be praising God in spirit and in truth, mind, <clears throat> we have to ask ourselves, am I worshipping God in spirit or in a spirit? You know? Tell me something, yeah? <clears throat> Why are we now accepting demonized and emotionalized praise and worship songs that give off feelings of temporary part-time happiness and profiteering well-being that only lasts until the end of the church service before we go back to our ways and thoughts of sinfulness. Eh? Instead of concentrating and focusing on the real presence of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize, <coughs> sorry for the coughing, but do you realize the damage that God's people could do with a Holy Ghost filled service? Eh? And not a lukewarm service. A lukewarm church service only leaves you frustrated. It leaves you somewhat happy for a couple of hours and like, like a drug and then it wears off and you gone back to the usual gossiping and chatting foolishness and you're generally going back to sin your sinfulness you know there's nothing to hold on to we've got to think to ourselves folks we've got to ask ourselves what am I doing in church what am I, what am I doing today eh? am I praising God or am I praising the devil am I worshipping God or am I worshipping the devil who is it you know if God be God serve him if the devil be the devil then serve him but one of the two of them has got to be served. You cannot worship. You cannot praise two masters. Because you will love one and hate the other. So make your mind up, folks. When you go to church Sunday and you're there ready to worship, ask yourselves, who am I going to worship now? Am I going to worship God or am I going to worship the devil? The decision is yours. I say this again. If on Sunday, your church service does not involve the presence and the visible manifestation of the Holy Spirit within its praise and worship or sermon, then you have a problem. Because if the Holy Spirit is not involved, it's not a church service. Figure that out. Yeah? If there is no Holy Spirit taking place in the church service, then trust me, it's not a church service. It's a satanic meeting. Think on that. You know I feel so vexed? Sunday somebody said to me, Where is the Holy Spirit? And they went on to say that I don't feel no I didn't feel no Holy Spirit in the church today. I mean, the guy preached a good feel-good sermon, make you feel good for a couple of minutes. You know, they sang some good feel-good songs. But where was the Holy Spirit? Eh? We love to praise and worship the Lord God, but at the end of the day, when we praise and worship God, 
there's no Holy Spirit there. The Holy Spirit has been cast to one side. We don't want the Holy Spirit involved because we know what's going to happen. You know, things will be revealed. So we don't, we don't want him there. All we want to do is kick up with foot, run around the place like headless chickens, have a good time. You know, if you want to have a good time, go to a nightclub. Go to a discotheque, you know. Go to a blues house, a harm's house or somewhere. Go somewhere and dance and kick up yourself and call out the name of the Lord. Whatever you want to do. But if you're going to go to church on a Sunday, dress up in your finest, ready to play bass guitar, ready to sing lead, alto or whatever, then make sure that whatever you do, it must involve the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, in Luke chapter 19, there was a problem. Jesus, I'm going to paraphrase here, right? The people were praising the Lord. They were shouting and dancing and singing and giving God the praise. And then they had the, the usual stiff upper lip, stiff-necked people who were saying, Tell them if you stop the noise, man. They might make too much noise and that. You get that in a lot of these churches today as well. You're trying to worship God and then you get the ones who would prefer it if you did it in silence or if you didn't make no noise. But God wants the praise. He demands it. So the people are making the noise and then you got the opposition come along and saying the devil-minded people, demonized people, them saying, look, Gotta stop the noise. Can't carry on like this. Jesus Christ made himself crystal clear when he said at verse 40 if these people should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, ladies and gentlemen, God has always got worshippers everywhere, you know. So if we can't do it, somebody else will do it. Will do it, and believe you me, same thing Jesus Christ say here. If we refuse, we cannot. We do not want to, or we don't feel like it. We don't feel the vibes. We don't want to give God the praise. You get the praise from somewhere else. Simple as that. You know, when you go to church on a Sunday or even on a Saturday, or even in the week, you are there to give God the praise because of what he has done for you. Christ knows you're only alive because God keep you alive. You're only awake because God wake you up. So in return, all God wants is you give him thanks. Thanks for keeping me alive, Lord God. Thanks for making my heart keep on beating, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for the diabetes under control. But when you come to God, and you barely open your mouth. Eh? You barely want to do anything. What do you think God feel? Do you think he wants to do anything for you? When you carry answer? Like I said before. About football fans. If football fans. And I've seen this. For myself. If football fans. Can praise and worship their gods of football so easily then why do we Christians find it so hard to give God the praise 
No, obviously, there are a lot of you out there sat there ready to throw a stone upon me, you know? <coughs> yeah, you're ready to throw stones at me and say, well, what about you, you this and you that? Yeah, that's all very well. I accept what you're saying. But prove me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Prove me wrong by what you say and do and start to exalt the Lord thy God according to John 4, 23 and 24. The hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in right, in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Now hear this. God is a what? Is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in Spirit and in truth. Anybody who reads the Bible will understand that any other way to worship and praise God is a sin. I'll leave it up to you now, yeah? This is Elder Bird Smith signing off. Peace.